Yo, what's up? You're listening to Door Bumper Clear, presented by OffPad, and I'm Freddie Kraft. We're fresh back from Sonoma and have a lot to discuss. Unfortunately, our special guest, John Hunter Nemechek, did not make it today, but we still have a great show on tap. Uh, we talk about Chris Buescher and Daniel Suarez's battle, uh, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson having pit road issues, Kevin Harvick mad at his pit crew, and a lot more from this weekend at Sonoma. Let's roll, Jason. Standing the best in the both, stumbling the Monday to tell you the truth, giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Get called to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty, Freddie, you fat, TJ, you suck, Brighton so bad. Jason is pacing, got a plate in this race, and if someone don't crash, and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's door bumper clear. Nah, don't get it twisted, baby. This isn't the download, nah. This is Door Bumper Clear. There you go, I like it. Hey, everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the six cup car, the one truck this weekend. And uh, off three hours, is not even three hours of sleep. Why'd you get, why'd you get so little sleep? We're not. <laughs> <laughs> why? I feel like that was a dumb move on your part, setting your alarm that early. <laughs> I mean, don't worry. We just heard it for about 20 minutes why you didn't get as much sleep this morning. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Derek Krause. Uh, I'm good with never going back to Sonoma again after this week. I ran all of eight laps or 10 laps of the cup race. What if we put automatics in them? <laughs> Got wrecked. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a shifting issue. It just oh, blew wasn't. up. No, it just blew up. You uh, sure? I'm, yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> That's the first thing I asked when I got on the plane. I was like, did he overrive this thing somewhere? What happened? They said, nope. He went behind, you know, so we have that little blind spot in turn three. Yeah. And uh, he came up the hill. Oh, I saw. And he disappeared. Like, when he went right, as soon as he went behind the tent, he goes, huh, we just blew up, I think. And he, when he came out the other side, it was oh, I coming saw. out of both pipes. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah we're done. Uh, but yeah, that was that was not ideal. Had a couple, couple. I had to like sit back and had a couple nice beers and the, enjoyed the Sonoma scenery for the next three hours or so, but. You literally turned into a race fan. Yeah, I was a, I was a couch racer from the from the spotter stand. Well, then why are you complaining? You got to drink beer during the yeah. whole race. Well, I'd much rather drink beer in my house or, or it'd be <laughs> in the race. Uh, what's Set up, on Casey? The side of a hill. Hey, guys. You're one and only marketing professional. And, of course, we can't forget the... You're the only marketing professional? In the world. Yeah. In the world. Uh, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> on the show. Although... Jason, you are content marketing professional. Yeah. Yeah. Is Jason going to be on oh. camera this week? Are, are so. we going to be able to see you? They're going to be able to see me, not just hear my voice. Are you going to oh stand God. there the entire time? The yeah, ratings are going to go through the roof this week. I prefer week. to stand anyway. Well, and, and I prefer to sit. So he is, <laughs> he's like pacing back yeah, and he's forth. Moving like, he's swaying back and forth. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. I don't oh, that tonight. Him. It's hard when Boston only goes to championship games every few years. I don't want to talk about sports. My, <laughs> my Rangers got knocked out the oh. other day. I was going to bring they it up. 2-0? They were. They were. Oh, how'd they, that go? They are no longer. They are down 4-2, I believe. It finished up. Yeah, they're down so bad right now that they're re-signing guys. I saw so they just extended some guys' contracts. So they're already in. Yeah, we're already in off-season they mode. They're in off-season, <laughs> off-season mode. So uh, you clearly had a stellar weekend when it comes to your team's um, but TJ, I guess you're the only person I can really ask this. How was Sonoma? Which part? <laughs> well, uh, did you make it through the weekend? Yeah, did, did First you of all, did, did um, you make it through the weekend without getting robbed? Uh, yeah. That's good. Well, you, you okay. have all your stuff. Please 
just share what happened with who was it who got robbed uh well, a, I saw a Tim bunch got of people robbed. Duggar got robbed um yeah. the Penske spotter van got robbed uh and they were in the same parking lot so here's yeah. here's a tip if you land at the Oakland airport do not go to the in and out or the Panda, Panda Express, Express parking lot that's right there about I don't know a couple miles from the airport uh, unless you're looking for an insurance claim. So that's yeah, if you're, if I mean, you're, you're basically trading all your stuff for an egg roll or a burger. So <laughs> I mean, a few of my friends also got robbed. So I feel like it was just a trend. Week? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So pretty crazy, but, uh, there's a, there. it's not just, um, this is not just a random. Yeah. It's not coincidence. This is, yeah, this is a, um, professional deal. Uh, you know, Josh has air tags in his things and, you know, I'm starting to wonder. I've got a couple of them. Wondering how, how useful they really are, um, because he's literally sitting there watching them on a map drive around down the highways and stuff. He's got them on his car keys, and they go around this big loop on the highways, and then they're back in the parking lot. So he told the like he told the cops like, "Here's all my stuff. It's right here, right here, this exact location." They're like, "Okay, we'll get over there in about three hours." He's like. Okay, well, I'll have to let you know then where it's going to be in three hours. It's certainly not going to be in the same place. It's probably like, going to be destroyed by then. Yeah. So that was, so that was a tough deal for them guys. Uh, no, they didn't get nothing back. Um, Josh yeah. lost all his, basically all of his personal entertainment stuff. Doug lost all of his spotting equipment. The only um, thing that didn't get taken was Josh's radios. Yeah, pretty much. Is, and their clothes. I don't think their suitcases or anything. They just they just lost two backpacks, essentially. One was a spotter backpack. One was, uh, I thought they got all Doug's clothes. No, I don't think so. I heard oh. there was a security guard watching the whole thing, too. Duggar said there was a security guard <laughs> at the in and out that kind of watched the entire thing go on and, and yeah. just kind of let it go. So... Well, that's cool. Yeah, awesome. Don't go to in and out in Oakland by the airport. There's, maybe there's a nicer one somewhere. It's overrated anyway. Clearly. <laughs> Panda Express is way better. Um, well, Brett is unfortunately decided Brett to just vacation among for the, the next missing. month. Poor Brett. So Brett's having a bad day. Uh, first of all, I wake up this morning and I thought my Twitter timeline had exploded. I thought I did something <laughs> wrong. Brett, went viral. I went viral this morning and I'm like, what in the world? Why do I have all these notifications? And dumbass was on his way to Charleston. <laughs> And took a picture of the Columbia sign, like, you know, on uh, 85. And it's like, who's this remind you of? So I've got a just random 37 tags of just my name. Um, but yeah, he's heading to Charleston for a baseball tournament that we've kind of planned this vacation around. We're going to go to Charleston for three days to watch Bodie play baseball. And unfortunately, yeah, bet you don't. Bodie uh, will not be playing baseball for the near future because he had a little accident at home. Uh, fell off the back of his golf cart, wrecked his wrist pretty good. Um, it's it's no longer straight like it used to be in the pictures. So they got it reset. He's on a cast. I haven't seen him yet, but Brett said they got him casted up, ready to go. So hopefully he'll have a lesson learned this week when he's miserable at the beach. Um, can't get in the water. Can't get in the water. Can't, can't play really, baseball. Can't play baseball. Uh, maybe maybe don't do dumb things. And it's going to be like 100 degrees, so it's going to probably oh, it's gonna oh. itch and be annoying. Poor Bodie's going to have a bad week. Yes. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so I'm going down there as soon as we're done here. I'm going to go meet them guys, and we're going to try to make the best of it. But, yeah, dumbass didn't want to come in today because he had to get down there immediately, I guess. So he's on his way there now. But That's all right. We got a better looking yeah, and then uh, we were supposed Thank to have. You. We do have a much better looking. I mean, I, 
Casey. And I, mean, have- I hate to tell you this, Casey, but that's not really saying much. Brett's not very attractive. Okay, um, well, I'm going to take whatever compliment <laughs> I can get on the show. We also, Clearly before Freddy's the show. the most attractive one based on how last yeah. week in St. Louis went. Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. None of you guys are getting propositioned in the street. <laughs> hey, but like before the show, we didn't, there was no, you're such a beep, beep, beep and all this. So it's been nice not hearing any cussing <laughs> between you what? and Brett. You, you, like, normally, you, normally, you and Brett, Brett normally fight about nonsense all yeah. show we, long. Well, I mean, can you blame me? Look at everything. You normally start before every show. There's probably, you always look at Brett with this look on your face. Like you're going to jump over this table. He walks in the door and says something dumb. Like the kid That's cannot why I'm saying. do. That's why I'm saying. The kid is You see me like. How old? He's at least 60. I mean, maybe he's 50. I don't remember how old he is. You're going to come across his table like that person at Bowman Gray this weekend. And there's just going to be legs flying in the air. You tackle Brett. So uh, that was waiting for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was it one of your friends? I'm no, I didn't know any of them guys. I don't think I don't think that. The, listen, the people in that race probably are not race car drivers because <laughs> if you're going to run in that race, you're probably an idiot. Yeah. First of all, they were, really they were my leading candidate for one idiot. Um, so obviously not here with us is John Hunter. Um, we obviously invited him on this week to kind of replace Brett because I knew Brett was going to be out and John Hunter agreed to come on. And then I guess he had a late realization that he has his competition meeting at the same time our show is recorded. I think he just got nervous. So, I mean, I, I can't blame him. He wasn't, you know, what I think really happened. He didn't have my glasses. And yeah, they didn't come in. Yet. They didn't come in yet, and he's scared to come in here without my glasses. So um, I don't know. We'll look into the future and see if we can maybe get him on here. But um, we I, all know. I, don't know. I only you offered him. Of- I only offered him one invitation for his performance at Darlington. He got his invitation, and now kind of stood us up. So I don't know if he's well, going to get another one. We'll have to see. I will invite him back. Well, truck rate like your competition meetings normally don't just change. Yeah, you know, uh, Sunday night when you run the truck race on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the tweets though. You guys, you you pretty much traumatized every potential guest. Why? I mean, what R- tweets poor Ryan was like, I don't think that they're gonna like me on the show. Oh, Ellis. Yes. Maybe we won't. If he, but he's fine. Like he don't really do dumb. <laughs> but if he could, if he could, he has potential to do dumb <laughs> sometimes. Um, but we'll see if he does something real. Listen, like we can't just invite everybody on the show. Like we gotta we gotta have you know some kind of uh, performance based issue here. That's how John Hunter got invited. And stood us up. So now we got a bad taste in our mouth. We're not going to invite anybody on there. Now no you got to win. Now you got to win. Now it's probably going to win a cup race. Before it comes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I gonna... was looking forward to it too. I, I was know. really looking forward to, to having John Hunter on here. And he honestly probably had it easy since Brett's not here to call him out as much. I can't hear you. He probably had it <laughs> easy since Brett's not here to uh, talk in the mic. Give him a hard time. I'm trying. It's so tall. I have to stand up. No, you're right. That's perfect right there. Yeah. Okay, but you fine. go like this. You're like, I'm trying. Guys <laughs> <laughs> are ass. Hey, oh, here we go. Because you're screwing up. We're trying to help you. We're okay. We just won't tell him when she doesn't hear herself. What Casey say? I'm sorry, I'm vertically. Challenged. I feel like it's a Garth Brooks concert. You ever see him like move the mic away from his mouth, like get like hey. yeah. Yeah. closer, closer. <laughs> now just sit regular, because now trying. you're sitting up like you're. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> the Bristol Sweet Experience the- went on sale last Monday, <laughs> and <laughs> it's no longer on sale after those six hours last Monday. How Sold many tickets? Out. I think 56. 56 people get to hear about Columbia. (laughs) (laughs) That's what did. That's probably what did it. 56 people. We sold 56 tickets in six hours, I think it was. Um, 
we had looked uh, i was with brett and shana that helps us out with the spot on activation stuff and um we were we were having a meeting after after the podcast last monday and it was like 12 one o'clock and i swear we sold 30 tickets before it ever got promoted on the on the website you know people i mean on the on like twitter people were just going to the website looking for it and looking for it and found it before we could even talk about it it was before the show went live i feel like it was pretty much sold out oh yeah it was was, yeah it was at least half sold out i mean it was half sold out at like two o'clock so that's uh, pretty amazing that's unbelievable like i say all the time we have the best listeners in the world uh you guys continue to prove it um, they can call it a dirty mo experience, but we all know it's a DBC experience because you guys are really just coming to see us. Um, but are you, Jason, you, Jason, you plan uh, on showing up for this one? I or? can probably go to Bristol. There's no <laughs> Indy 500. Yeah. Right? <laughs> can no, find a sprint car race or maybe something? Maybe there's an F1 maybe race. Maybe I think I maybe that's why it sold out so fast because Jason wasn't at the last one. They're like, oh, oh I was gonna yeah, maybe the, you know that Vegas one. They got a bad taste in their mouth with Jason. Now they figured out he's not going to be there. So now it's, a little, it's just far enough. You probably don't have to worry about Dylan or showing up. So that's all. Oh, 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 we no. will. It's only three hours. <laughs> <laughs> now we got petition Mike to do uh, another one, maybe at Las Vegas in October. I think that'd be a great one. I think we're it was very I, fun with everybody last time. I think we're pushing. We're trying. I think Brett's trying. I haven't heard it back on, a, on an update on that, but I don't know if you're allowed back in Vegas. No, I think I'm allowed back. I don't know if we can. I still don't think you've had adequate time in Vegas. Yet. No, you've got to go for more than a couple days. Yes. Down. Let's do it. Yeah, you ready? I, I, Alex, you whether going we back? have a suite or not, Jason will be there. You going back to Vegas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's going to hang you over the side of a building again, and then you can tell me you don't like heights. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, since this Bristol suite is going to be such a hit, why don't we have our, or you guys have your own walk in songs like the drivers do? <laughs> like you pick your own songs? I'd have to think about what that would be. I could probably think of a There few. might be one in reaction theater later that could be uh Oh God. Good. So <laughs> oh boy. Stay tuned. Yeah. As long as Jeb's singing it out. Yeah, maybe Jeb just writes. Yeah, him. everybody walk into Jeb's one of Jeb's. We songs. gotta get Jeb to come to, to Bristol. Yeah. Like we need to work on that. He I think me. he came to Martinsville. Let me read you what he said about uh coming to Bristol after we oh mentioned boy. it last week. He said we'll play all damn night long as long as y'all got cold beer and hot women. <laughs> So, Casey, are you coming? <laughs> oh, no. Am I yeah. invited? <laughs> Jeb has made a request. And <laughs> Who counts as a hot woman? I well, think uh, if, that if depends. If Brett was here, he'd be like, oh, no, 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 never mind, no. I didn't get a start. Yeah. Uh, Casey would be cussing at me. Jeb, we can probably work that out. I'm sure we can make that happen for you. The only thing that's making this show possible right now is the Bojangles that we had, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. I feel I mean, TJ. Uh, did you stay up top for the whole race? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was bouncing around a little bit, did but I was a bit Did you see the people below us? Did you see the them, the woman flashing, whoever it was, going by? No. Okay, I missed yeah. this. I was what? gone for, I was literally gone for maybe 30 minutes after stage one. I will show you a video. This is not Was she driving by flashing? Too. No. Standing, she, you know, that little camper on the end, right? On the one, bottom, the one, one layer the, below. The one the awning got tore off of the day before? Yes. Okay. Standing on the end there. Oh, yeah. I probably couldn't see her because it was blocked by the camper. Because I was to the left mm, of the camper. No, I was. Ah, you'd have to be pretty far left. They were I was as they far were, left as you could get on the But they were standing thing. at the end of it. So you really I, can't. I've compl- got a video. Okay, good. Oh, of, course. So. of course you do. So you really can't complain about the spotter stand at Sonoma then. Into the mic, Casey. <laughs> um, <laughs> tilt it up a little bit more. I tilted it down because then she goes like this. Um, uh, yeah, so we have that happen pretty often. Not pretty often, but every once in a while. I remember Talladega. <laughs> uh, Talladega, there were. There, there's. 
lots of shirts coming off in Talladega one year. Um, I, it's not it's not uncommon for the fans to get friendly with the spotter stand. I'm yeah. what is it about well, spotters that? It's probably I would say yelling. I would say it probably happens to more of the guys driving the rigs. Oh yeah, oh, but, sure. Um, <laughs> what a job! Hey, it's terrible. It's tough. Somebody's got to do it. Well, anyways, before we head into spot on spot off, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPat. When it comes to buying or selling your home, there is only one option. And that's our friends at OfferPad. OfferPad is changing the way real estate is done by making it quicker and easier than ever before. If you listen to us right now, you could have a cash offer on your home by this time tomorrow. How can our listeners do that, Freddie? Start by going to OfferPad.com, filling out the five-minute form asking basic questions about your home, and submitting it to OfferPad. Then OfferPad will get to work on your cash offer. They'll get it to you within 24 hours. Will they work on your offer? Shop homes for sale on OfferPad.com. Pick out your next home, get the cash offer on your current home, and you'll be set to make the big move. TJ, wasn't that easy? We just left California, where OfferPad has markets in Riverside, Sacramento, and San Bernardino. If you live in those markets or want to move there, use OfferPad. In a few weeks, we're racing in Nashville, Tennessee, where OfferPad also has a market. If you ever wanted to move to Nashville, here's your chance to be close to all the fun the area has to offer. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Uh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ... Um... Uh... Uh... There's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. Spot On, Spot Off. First topic. Chase Elliott's pit crew doesn't get a wheel tight during a pit stop. Has Elliott back up to tighten it, but he doesn't back up all the way and the team is penalized. Freddie. Uh, I don't know how you spot on this unless, unless you were just openly cheering against Chase Elliott, which I don't think anybody does. He's the most popular driver in the series. Um, but I mean, this probably cost him the race. Um, once the five had his, the five played a different strategy than everybody. He kind of went back to his strategy from last year where he just pit at the stage breaks and was good enough to drive back to the lead. And they weren't that good yesterday or I mean, they were fast, but they weren't able to drive back to the field like they were last year. Uh, so the nine kind of had control of the race. He was, you know, if he comes off of pit road first there at the end of the stage, uh, at the end of stage two, or I'm sorry, if he cycled back to the lead at the end of stage two, I think he wins the race. Um, but unfortunately, they, they made the mistake. They had a back in the box. We saw this was two tire issues for the Hendrick Motorsports guys. The fives lost his tire. Sounds like Chase would have probably lost his tire if he didn't back up. So a uh, tough day for them. You know, they, they, they probably gave up an opportunity to win the race. Yeah, I mean, you were out of the race. So it, I, it gained me a spot. So I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm spot off for another tire issue. Uh, you know, it's uh, kudos to them guys for catching it, even though they got a penalty because it could have been a lot worse. You know, you could have got off pit road and it come off halfway around the track or whatever, and it could have been a lot worse. But um, yeah, spot off for that. I did gain as a spot though. So, well, you know, it's spot off. Like you're talking about good for them. They caught it. I think Chase came back to finish in the top 10. I think he was like seventh or eighth. Um, but not only that, they catch it 
they keep Allen for a month versus Cliff now has got the stupidest suspension in the history of NASCAR being the crew chief suspended for four weeks. So um, yeah. there's, I mean, we talked about this earlier. I feel like on Twitter, there's a big conversation around the stiffness of the penalties and what is fair and what is right so that teams will learn and not make the mistakes again. I'm, I still go back to a points penalty. Um, obviously nothing's really changed. I mean, it's gotten a little bit better, but you still see issues every week. Um, I just think that if you give them a points penalty and it's reoccurring, so you get a, a 10 point penalty the first time it happens. And then it's a 25 point penalty if it happens again, and then maybe a 50, you know, whatever it is, but taking the crew chief away, we've talked about this on here for years. Like he's not really going anywhere. He's just not on the pit box. You know, he's still involved with calling the race, whether it's from his bus or whether it's from a control center at your shop, he's still there essentially calling the race with, you know, from a remote location. Um, so losing the crew chief really, I mean, the, you're losing the tires. The thing I don't understand, we go back to this before is this, this, the, 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 the 18 tire changes are the ones, you know, making these mistakes. So now we're going to suspend them guys and bring in the guys that I, you know, quote unquote, weren't good enough to do that job in the first place to do it. Um, and now you've got less experienced guys changing the tires or guys that weren't good enough. So you're, you're almost promoting this to happen again. I think it just needs to be just hammer with points penalties and they'll start making sure the damn tires are on there. I don't, um, I, the crew chief part, uh, my question a little bit, but I don't mind, uh, the guy putting it on has something to do with it. So that, that I can understand a little bit. Can but, we at least suspend the right guy though? Like the 11 team. Yeah, like, that, <laughs> it needs to be the guy that's doing don't, it. Don't, you know, don't suspend the guy that's listed on the roster. Suspend the guy that changed the damn tire. Yeah. It needs to be, you know, it like, it needs to be the purse changing it. But I also but agree you with just said that. Like, I, I don't think it should be. Change, spot, yeah. if, if they're making the mistake, then you're bringing in somebody who why is less they, experienced. The thing you look at is, to me is why are they coming off? Why are they coming off? Because you're trying to have a lightning fast pitch. So Tony mentioned this a little bit on the broadcast, which he did a great job, by the way, filling in for Clint, or not filling in for Clint, but just in general. Um, I think that the, I don't know if it's the, like their routine or the, like not getting the call at the right time. Um, but I feel like it's the same thing over and over. It's with just, the they're same. just the pressure to be fast is outweighing the pressure to get it right. And, and that's what's happening. They're either dropping the jack too fast and the wheel's not all the way tight or the guy's hitting the lug and it's, and it's not getting all the way tight or the nut falls out of the gun and he doesn't realize it because he's trying to go so fast. It's just the pressure of being fast is outweighing the pressure of doing it right. And that's what you've got to, you've got to start hammering these teams because it's not going to get any better until you penalize them. And right now, losing your crew chief, yes, it sucks, but it's not the end of the world penalty-wise. You know, I don't think you're going to see a huge drop in, in performance from the five car over the next four weeks when you go back racing because Cliff's not, quote-unquote, there on the box. Um, so They've got I, a pretty good yeah, training I mean, facility there. Yeah, I mean, it's not... But, I mean, honestly, though, that that it, it'll, it'll, it'll hurt them a little bit on pit road. It's not going to obviously be the best, but... I still, I mean, I'm, I'm agree. I still think you get the guy that did it because number one, he made the mistake first of all, and to keep this from happening, it, it needs to hurt. You know what I mean? Like you're going to sub, you're going to take out a guy, you know, to me, <laughs> I like a Madden guy, you're taking out a guy that's probably a higher mid nineties and you're going to replace him with a low nineties guy who's pretty dang good still at that, you know, at a place like that. So what I didn't realize is, I, don't, I mean, I realize this changed, but I didn't understand why it's changed. Why did we change the pitting out of the box penalty? You know, it used to be a lap, um, and now it's tail in the lead lap. Or, yeah, you know, because tail I think line. it was too stiff. Like, it was just, like, there's so many penalties. Like, there, there's so many things that were way worse than pitting out of the box that didn't get a lap penalty. And pitting out, like, 
you're you're talking about a, like a tire on a line. Is that really worth one lap? Well, it's just you know, yeah. I think you had to do that because then, of course, we talk about this on here all the time. You give these guys an inch, they'll take a foot. You know, if you don't penalize them hard for pitting out of the box, they're not going to even try to get in their box. You know, if or not, yeah, I mean, I mean, not try. You're but you're not going to go to the back. I mean, track position is no, so I key know, nowadays. But you, that, you have to make it a, a stiff penalty because I mean, I'm sure I'll get a text from Bob explaining why this got changed. But, you know, that had to be a stiff penalty because if not, you're not even going to, I mean, not that you're not going to try, you're not going to drive it halfway into the other guy's box, but it's not as harsh a penalty if you don't, you know, like you said, you got a line yeah. out. I, I mean, but, I think tail along this line for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. I just said, I, I, I remember to change and I didn't understand why I always it felt like that penalty was really, it was honestly too it, severe A lot of times it sucks too because like it's so close that it, you know, they, the penalty was so the, very close. It was quick. So like the guys would get in the box and they would just barely be over, but they would jack the car up and hit one lug. Well, technically, and then yeah. like they realize, oh, we're out of the box. It's too late. It's too late. You've already hit yeah. the lug. So now that's a penalty. But I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't really care. You can't even correct but, it. Like if the driver messes it up a little bit, you can't fix it. Yeah. But, you know, you should be able to, in my opinion, like let the guy at least try to get into the box and service the car correctly. So he's already lost his track position at that point. Well, continuing on the same topic of pit stops, Kevin Harvick's team has a slow final pit stop and Harvick calls him out saying, I swear to God, we look like the biggest effing bunch of wankers every week on pit road. Spot on, spot off. TJ. What's a wanker? I guess that's a, like... Don't Google it. I, 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 <laughs> I can only imagine what Urban Dictionary says. I know. Doesn't, doesn't uh, like Will Power use that a lot and stuff? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like a... it's. Like a British term, right? I yeah. mean, it's, yeah. yeah. It's like a British, what an idiot. Um, what do they have? What a wanker. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward. So what is a, what is a do, do not Google it. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to I mean, Google you guys it. Google it home. Basically. Unless you're under the age of 18. <laughs> uh, I, he's just frustrated. I'm spot off because it's not, I mean, they're trying, man. I mean. Those guys are trying to to have a good pit stop, and I think it's frustrating to him because he actually had a really fast car and was running really well. So it's that's just uh, you know when things happen in them situations and you're running good, it's so hard. It's so hard to run like it's tough. This is the top series here, and it's hard to it's hard to be up front. So when you're having a good race and something happens like that, that you kind of feel like you can control, but he's just heat of the moment stuff yeah i mean like dj said you know you don't have we we're talking about how many different winners we've got and and right now i'm pretty sure harvick's out of the playoffs um um so you know he needs a win essentially and, and if we have more winners he's gonna be even further out of the playoffs so you know he hasn't found himself really in contention much this year and this was a race he was in contention he was running top three or four a lot of the day uh and, and a good pit stop and a good restart there then you never know what's going to happen um, but, you know, he's never been one to be shy about um, taking his crew chief, or pit crew to task uh, anytime they make a mistake. I've, I remember years past where he was firing everybody as he left pit road. And uh, and, and every driver handles this differently. And, yeah. and you don't know what frustrations. Like, I know that Bubba's been very frustrated with our pit crew and kind of rightfully so for a lot of times this year. And I, I try to tend to not promote that. You know, like if he's 
him or Derek, or anybody I spot for, like if they're getting on the pit crew, I'd rather them just get refocused. Like I don't think anybody, especially if they have more pit stops left, I don't think anybody, nobody, like if I make a mistake, you make a mistake. Nobody in the world is going to be harder on me that made a mistake than myself. Like, and I feel like the pit crew guys are the same way. If they leave a lug loose or, or let a tire roll away, nobody's more upset about it than they are. So they don't need the driver kind of piling onto that. Like, Oh, you damn it. You suck. You know? And it's like, yeah, I know that. Now, I ha- like, it's just a mental thing for them, guys. It's like a golf shot. You hit a bad golf shot. You need to, like, forget it and come back and hit a good one. I blame but, your caddy. Yeah. You know, they these guys are, you know, so they got more pit stops coming up, and it's like, well, damn, you know, like, why do I want to even change a tire? This guy's calling me out. Um, Maybe he's had good success with that, though. Maybe he's. Yeah. Oh, and like I said, everybody does it differently. You know, if you, like, some people like to be challenged and step up, and it is what it is. But uh, I was going to ask John Hunter, like, how he handles this, but he didn't show up. So uh, let's just ask him. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> we look a little different. Um, yeah. But I mean, the, the, the biggest issue is now like, you know, it's so hard to pass in every race. It seems like it's hard to pass. So anytime you give up four or five spots on pit road, and we've talked about this on here before this single lug deal. This is why their reasoning is that they're so concerned about being fast. Any small slip up on pit road used to be a spot or two. Now it's like five spots at minimum. It's a lot, yeah. you know. So um, you know that's that's where the onus of being fast comes in. And when you make a mistake like this and lose four or five spots, you don't get them back. You know, usually throughout the course it's of a not run. Easy. Yeah, it's not going to be the next run. <laughs> you're going to drive back by all those easy. guys. So uh, I understand why they're frustrated. Obviously, you know, each guy can can approach the situation differently. But Kevin had a shot to win yesterday and felt like maybe his pit crew took it from. him. Chris Buescher gets close but doesn't make contact and attempt to pass when battling Daniel Suarez for the lead after the final restart. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Uh, 100% spot off. Um, I felt like Chris had one opportunity there throughout that last run. You know, he got a penalty. I don't know. I saw him down there talking to Sacco, and I, he said something about the gas man slipped. I didn't, I didn't well, have my first radio all, on, so I didn't know. First of all, I looked at Herm, and I said, Herm, what's your penalty for? He looks at me and goes, we got a penalty. <laughs> and then he took off and went and talked to Sako. Um, so I, I, from what listening to her and talk to Sako, it sounded like the gas man fell or slipped. I don't know. And was there a penalty for throwing equipment or no, something? I think, I think the, I, I've heard, I haven't seen the video, but I think there, it was a, it was a um, throwing equipment where I guess he set the can on the wall and it fell off like, started falling off or whatever. And, and then they had video of it, not like being thrown and stuff or whatever. So, oh, so maybe he meant the can slipped. Cause I, I didn't have a radio yeah. on, so I didn't know what that's was what, going on. Yeah. That's what it was. And then they were talking about it and, um, they were on a, I think we were on one of them breaks where it took a while. We were just, you know how the pace car just rides around. So you're like, what's going on here? I heard. So I didn't have radio on again. And I heard like, I was down there talking to Doug and, uh, Josh and them guys. And, all of a sudden, our guys are like, "Where's NASCAR? Nobody is NASCAR not. Is your radio? Oh, is yeah. your radio working? My radio, I can't hear nothing." And then they said yeah. something like, "Kip even checked in, like, make sure his radio was still working." I told Brad, I said, <laughs> I "Just we're just logging laps here, Brad. I haven't heard anything." So then, uh, but kudos to NASCAR if they got the call right, you know, because you gave Chris. Chris would have been done at that point. He, you oh, know, he, so he, hard. he had a shot to win. He was in contention. He was going to inherit the lead from the nines mistake. 
and then he got a penalty, and then that would have that would have ruined his day. But kudos to NASCAR; they got it right. Um, but then, unfortunately, Chris doesn't have a good restart. The ninety nine gets around him, which essentially becomes the pass for the win. Um, and Chris got back to him. Lap lap ninety one. I was watching it. He got the best run through the S's, best run off a of ten. And I was like, here's his only. Ch-. You know, this might be his only shot. And and ninety nine pulled over to block a little bit, getting into eleven. And Chris just kind of rode through there with him. And then as the next couple laps went on, the ninety nine drove off from him. Um, you know, we talk about win at all costs. It's the same time you got to get the lead at all costs. I think got to get control of the race. Yeah. Um, if you got an opportunity to get in there and and either get it on a bumper on him, get him out of the way, outbreak him, whatever you got to do. Um, you at that point you need to try to get control of the race because the ninety nine was clearly better at the end of the race, but you don't know how that plays out if the ninety nine is not in clean air. So it, I think it was a missed opportunity for Chris. I think he probably regrets it. He only literally had one shot at it. It was lap ninety one, getting into turn eleven. And then from that point on, the 99 continued to drive away from him. So uh, Chris really doesn't race like that normally. I think the last guy he wrecked was Bubba for a, a win at uh, Dover, unfortunately, when we were teammates at Roush. Um, but, you know, good guy, maybe too nice of a guy here in this situation. I'm a spot on because depends. If you bump the 99, you better bump him hard enough to yeah. where he's not going to get back to you because I feel like there's enough pressure there for a win um, with that car that he's probably going to do whatever he has to do at that point. Uh, but no, Chris ran strong all day. And I do think if Chris would have got the lead, I think he could have, I don't think the 99 would have got back to him. I think maybe he tries a little bit too hard. I got to give, uh, you know, props to Daniel because when he got the lead, I mean, he did a really good job. This is just like when he won that Xfinity championship, he got the lead and I was spotting for Allgaier and we were second right. And I'm like, just, be patient, Justin. He's probably going to knock the wall down at some point all night, ran the perfect race. So good job for them guys. But um, I'm spot on for just kind of, you know, he didn't, If I, I just don't think that's Chris's way to do it. You know, he was going to pass him and maybe if he would have known, maybe he got such a good run that he thought he was going to have more attempts at it. Yeah. So Maybe that's, 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 I mean, that's, that's very plausible because he, he ran him down for like four or five laps, got yeah. there and then mis- did not take that. It was, it was like a light switch. Was, and it, I don't know if it woke Daniel up. Like yeah, they had a block never, one time in 11 yeah. and then Daniel never, Daniel was mistake free the rest of the day. So yeah. kudos Chris, to them guys. I mean, Chris did a really good job I and mean, he, I looked up there and you know, obviously we started in the twenties and he was up there and I, there were a few of the, like bunch of times I looked, he's all over the nine for the lead, like close to him. And I'm like, it's cool to see that team do so well especially with brad stepping in especially with chris coming back you know after missing a race too so and getting wrecked uh spot on spot off contact between john hunter nemechek and christian eckes sends eckes spinning in the truck race eckes then tweets kind of hard to be clear when you get hooked before the corner watch his wheels hang a left memory bank DJ. I didn't see it. <clears throat> no. It was right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it. What uh, happened? It looked to me, I can't remember exactly what led up to it. Something happened in turn seven where John Hunter got a little jacked up somehow, which would be great if he was here to talk about it, but he's not. Um, something happened in turn seven where I don't know if John Hunter missed the corner. Something happened where then they, they ended up side by side getting up to the top of the S's and we were, Derek was right behind him. And I said, just watch these guys. They're not going to give each other an inch. And sure enough, before they even before they even went back to the right, John Hunter had turned to 98. I, you know, it's so hard for us to tell who's where on the racetrack from that when point. When they're side by side in them little in that little section where they hit the little jump and stuff, 
you're just waiting. Yeah, you're like you're just waiting for a guy to like go one way because you can't tell who's crowding who. There, it's so level back there. You know, like your depth is a little bit off. You're just watching the nose. Who's yeah. trying to get? Who's trying to get in front of the other one? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it looked to me like just two guys not willing. Cause, and you know, back there, like you can see the guys that know what they're doing, the guys that have been there for a while, especially in the cup race versus the truck kids. Like you cannot run side by side through the S's. Like it's just not feasible. It's not a good idea. You're either going to really slow yourself down or you're going to wreck. Yeah. Um, and it's just looked like two guys that were really not willing to give each other an inch. And, and John Hunter just kind of stayed in there and turned the 98 across his nose and, and ruined his day. So whose fault was it? I would probably blame it on John Hunter. I looked to me like it looked to me like it was one of them deals where you could see it coming, you know, so I can't remember. I don't think the 98 did anything to John Hunter in three and seven, but I, I can't remember. But I know John Hunter looked like the pin was out of the grenade for a second. You know what I mean? Like it just looked like something was going to happen here toward the point where I told Derek, like, watch these two. And then I said, oh, there he goes. He's wrecking, you know, so I, I can't remember exactly what led up to it. So I wish he was here to talk about it. But, you know, it's just. I, I saw it coming for some reason. I can't remember what was happening in seven that made me think that that was going to happen, but it, you could just tell. I would, I would probably put a little more of the blame on John Hunter. I think if you switch it around, I think the other guy reacts the same exact oh, way. Yeah. So they're like, you can put that in the memory bank, but a few years ago, a couple years ago when I was spotting for Ben, we were involved in a um, re- I think it was, I think it was a Christian, wasn't it? A Texas? I don't remember. I think Ben might have wrecked him in Texas. <laughs> um, but he uh, just kept running about the track, like out of the grip at Texas. Like, so I know, like, you know, I know how he drives as well. And he's like, I think if you switch the trucks around, I think the same I thing mean, happens. It's, it's everybody in that series. It's just a truck series. Like yeah, that's, it's a truck series. Yeah. You could take two completely different trucks and put them in that same situation. The same thing's going to happen. Well, with Daniel Suarez's win, only four cup playoff spots remain with 10 regular season races remaining. Spot on, spot off. Ready? Uh, I mean, we, we every time we have a new winner, we have this talk if they're going to have 17 winners, and it's, it's not going to happen, I don't think. You know, we need to have five winners in 10 races. I mean, it's not completely out of the question. You're going to have a couple wild card road courses where, you know, you've got a guy like you seen how good Busher was yesterday. Reddick is really good at road courses. Um, McDowell was really good yesterday. Um, you know, so there's a couple wild card races in there, but I, I just don't see another five winners in the next 10 races. I mean, Daytona is the ultimate. If we go to Daytona and there's 16 winners, then we can start talking about, I think, if there's going to be a 17th winner because that's a complete wild card that literally anybody could win. Um, but I, I just don't see us getting – I mean, you look at who hasn't won. Truex could probably get a win. Blaney could probably get a win. Then I think you're talking about some long shots. I don't see Harvick winning a race. Uh, Reddick could win. I think Reddick is probably the next likely guy on the list to win maybe. Um, but then you're getting to Austin Dillon. You're getting to Busher. You're getting to, you know, there's there's not a lot of guys that haven't won. I know it seems like we got a new winner every week, and I think we've had four first-time winners this year. Um, but, you know, the, the, and – what this is going to promote, though, the only thing that I will say about it is it's going to make more guys be more risky because there might not be but one or two spots available for points when we get down to it. So there might be guys taking bigger risks to, to get wins. Um, but I just don't see five more winners in the next 10 races. It's definitely possible. I mean, we could we could knock one out. Nashville is going to Nashville's a wild card to me um, because I don't that's going to be a. Um, that's going to be a unique track with these cars. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of heavy braking. 
um, like there was last year. Uh, so you never know. So we could knock two new winners out pretty quick. I think the I think a wild card that nobody really are I mean, not nobody, but some people are talking about is Michigan. Michigan, I think, is probably going to race very similar to a, a plate race like we had at um, Atlanta. You know, oh, it's going to um, be in Atlanta. Yeah, I, sure. you know, like I, I that could be another wild card where you know you know there's the the plate kind of mentality comes into it where anybody could win. And that we go back to Atlanta, so that's another one. You know, I'm spot yeah. on though for the this there being that many winners. Like yeah, we're ha- 100%. To, have, to have this conversation means you don't have one guy winning eight races right now. So yeah, yeah. What's the most? Who's got the most wins? Two, two guys, like three, four guys with two wins. Ross, right? Ross, Ross uh, Joey. Um, Den- Does Denny have two? Denny's got two. Joey has. Joey's got two. Oh, he won Gateway. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a long time ago. That was all the <laughs> way back two weeks ago, Jason. But I mean, uh, that two is the highest that you have right now, and. Man, I just don't see somebody winning. I don't see one guy winning another five races this year. Yeah. You know, so this is like the the this new car is definitely leveled the playing field. I mean, I don't nobody saw Trackhouse being this strong. I didn't. I mean, they're they're consistently better than Hendrick. Like Oh, they're fast. Weekly. You know yeah, what I mean? Like fast. you would when we're coming into the season, if you're talking about who's gonna be the best Chevy team, it's there's no doubt in your mind it's Hendrick. And they were probably third. Yeah, maybe third, maybe third. <laughs> you know, maybe, like, maybe fourth. But. Um, but they've, I mean, they they outrun Hendrick every week. It seems like now the you know the Chevys. I think the two best Chevys on a weekly basis are the one and the eight. You know, and then the yeah. the Hendrick cars are you know they kind of pop in and pop out. You know, depending I'm on the racetrack. Seeing how Daniel responds to this because you know sometimes you get some momentum. It's it's crazy how that carries. Well, we've seen it with Ross. You know, Ross went out there yeah. and won Coda, and, and then he's been on a tear since then. He was good before that, too. But, you know, he's, he's been top three or four, it seems you like. Know, every I race. To, I'd like to see Ross has been fast, but, you know, both like Talladega was just kind of like a, you know, the, the seas parted for him perfectly. And Coda, you know, he had, he went, he had to make some decisions there the last few corners. Um, but, you know, has he really dominated a race? Like, He's been fast. I mean, he's been real fast. He's, he's led a lot of laps this year, but, you know, I haven't seen him have that dominant closeout win yet. We'll see. But they have the speed to do it, though. Yeah. But now, you know, one thing, and I don't know if TV showed this, and <laughs> maybe you saw it near the end, Denny had a problem late, and he come off pit road, and he was pretty close to the leaders. And there for, for about a lap, I was like, I wonder what Denny's drinking this weekend. <laughs> Did you see his tweet? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I thought Denny, I didn't know how fast he was going to be or what issues would he, he was going to have, but I, I, I thought about it and I, somebody actually had tweeted it from the, the couch tracer account. Like, does anybody think right now with the 99 approaching the 11, does anybody think Justin Marks regrets his can't wait tweet? <laughs> you know, like, cause Denny, I mean, literally if Denny wanted to, he could have taken the ninety nine out of the playoffs yesterday. Like he could have or just, taken their their that that win away from them if he all he had to do he was could back, have ran eighty percent. Yeah, he didn't have to wreck him. All he had to do was back him up to Busher. And then oh, yeah. and then Busher would have handled it from there you probably the later race. Yeah. yeah. I think Busher makes the move the yeah, two if, three to it, go. Yeah, if you if you know now the ninety nine's been driving away from you and somebody backs him up to you, like now you go, Okay, well I can't let him get away from me again because I can't I'm not good enough to run him back down. And then then that changes the whole <laughs> perspective of the thing. But I was thinking, as soon as I see him come out, I was like, oh boy. I'm like, I don't think he's going to do anything. But because we talked about it last week, you say you're going to do it, you're not going to do it. Plus, his problem's really not with Daniel. So, you know, there's really no reason to, to penalize Daniel for what Ross and Justin were going through. I'd, yeah, that'd have been pretty, 
I mean, he Daniel. Would, he gets booed enough as it is right now. He Daniel, probably would, uh, <laughs> Daniel deserved that. Yeah. You know, he, he got up there and got it. TJ, this one's for you. Brad okay. Keselowski's quote about the limited practice. He's right. Next topic. Qualifying format. <laughs> <That's Jason. great. laughs> Do you want to read this one? Brad said, I think we've probably saved a million or two in travel and spent it all back in simulation and engineering to try to unload at the racetracks, not blow out tires and still be fast. And arguably that's not working for anybody. It's definitely time to, for a deep dive and look back at weekend schedules and practice and qualifying formats. TJ spot on spot off. You know, I haven't really thought about it until I read these, I read these, uh, quotes, but he's got a solid point. I mean, you, you are spending, you're not just because you take practice away. doesn't mean you're, Oh, I'm just not going to spend that money. You're going to put it somewhere. I mean, it's, it's going to get spent somewhere. So I think for him track time and probably all the drivers are going to like track time to with, with this. I don't, um, I think they're all going <laughs> to want track time over anything else you know, with a little practice. So thinking about it, I don't think it's bad to look at. I mean, these practices are so quick and I kind of like it being quick a little bit, but I do think there maybe there's a better, there's a happy medium somewhere. Yeah. Cause I don't think we ever have to go back to three, one hour practices or whatever. No, we, used we don't to need that. Yeah. Um, and, and listen, you, like we talk about a lot of times, you got to consider the source. Brad's struggling right now. So I'm sure Brad would like to get all the track time he could possibly but get. But he also is a team owner and oh, is yeah. seeing the expenses. But the, the, the problem is, listen, there's not a team in the world that's giving money back. There's nobody that went to their sponsors last year and said, hey, great news, NASCAR eliminated practice, so we spent $3 million less, so we don't need that money this year. You can keep it. Like, no, that's like what Brad said is 100% correct. When you have, say you have a $20 million budget and you save $3 million on practice tires and travel and whatever else, it's not like hey, three million in the pocket. No, it's going to your sim sessions. It's yeah. going to your to your engineering department. R&D. Um, you know, because because that's what that's essentially our practice time now. You know, these guys running the sim, these guys running the engineers running their simulations on the setups to 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 see unload right and unload the best you can. Because with these cars, the thing is, I don't know, I don't know what they're looking for as far as because I feel like with the new car, you kind of got what you got when you get there. You know, there's the, there's not really. Well, that's I mean, the thing. You don't. You can't change anything. Not, so, yeah. so you're developing. I mean, so unless you want to go back to three separate practice sessions, you don't have time. If we if we bump it from twenty to fifty minutes, I feel like you're not really changing a whole lot. You know, there's obviously more time, and maybe you can make a couple small adjustments during that fifty minutes. But you're not going in there and, and you're kind of repurposing your entire setup. Um, so I, I don't think know. You, but I think that opportunity is there. Like you can't. I can tell you this right now. If we go back to Gateway and we have a, you know, or gateway we did have a practice there but um you know if you go to some of these tracks and you're far off you can wholesale the thing still yeah you know? but, but i'm saying you you need a break to do that you don't you need two well, practices i think, I think or do you want to go back to two or three practices i mean i know people listen i've heard drivers that they they've all said a lot of them denny included which i you know denny's always right so i kind of got to agree with him um <laughs> but you know he said he wants more track time the fans talk about they would like to see more stuff on track throughout the weekend because right now they get you know, if, even if the triple header, you're getting three hours of practice, not even really, I mean, an hour and a half of practice, essentially. Um, and then, you know, three quick qualifying sessions and then the races. Um, so I understand the fans probably want to see about more. one before qualifying and one after. Yeah. I mean, I, I listen, I just, I, I don't know. Somebody would have to show me how much you can actually change on a car 
from when you get there versus, you know, if you, and if it's a day, you know, maybe if it's a day later, you can stay all night and, and kind of wholesale What if you practice on Friday at Gateway? Yeah. Like and we did. have a happy hour. And then you qualify, 20, you qualify Friday evening or Friday, at dinner, you know, afternoon. But then you hear teams complaining about the cost of travel and expenses. But you're there. there already. We were already there Friday. And, and they're spending that money everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're going to spend it. You're not places. saving. You're not, you're not. The saving money does not exist. No. Like it's it, the only time that exists is for some of these smaller budget teams. We talk about this on the time all the time on here when we were late leading into this new car, when we had the old car, whatever it was. The best funded teams are going to run the best because they have the money to put into their sims, you know, their sims and their engineering department and everything else. And the teams that don't have that money, so the ones you're helping with this cost-effective stuff is the BJ McClouds, the Rick Ware, you know, because you're saving them money. They're not; they don't have millions See, of dollars. I, to, I look at it the other way. I feel like I feel like with no practice, you're hurting those guys more because. They don't have. I think they're going to run the way they run, no matter but what. They don't have the sim development tools. Oh no! 100%. So their their starting their starting point is going to be further away than what you know a Hendrick car yeah, but the, already. The cost the cost benefits help them a lot more than the, like the, BJ McLeod saving money to BJ McLeod matters. You know, saving money to JGR does not really matter. Oh, well, that's practice. But I'm saying those cars, if you're trying to be competitive, that's hurting you. You know, and I, like I said, it does like BJ is probably not going to buy an extra set of tires, you know, for practice unless he feels like it's going to really, but he doesn't have to though, if he doesn't want to. So it, he can still save his money there, but he can also, he can get track time if he wants to, he can put the money in if he wants, like, I don't know how he does it. You know, if you're him, how do you, how do you get a sim? How do you just decide for this race? I want better sim or, you know, better development. You, you can't, you know, you're gonna have to build a whole program for it or pay somebody a lot of money to give you information. So I think, uh, I think it's a pretty solid point. Yeah. But I mean, Brad's hundred percent spot on. It was saying, saying that there, I mean, there's really no such thing as saving money. Like yeah. the, you're, you're reallocating money, but you're not saving millions of dollars by not practicing. It's not yeah. like they're going back into their pocket. Um, but yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see. Cause I think that we'll probably end up, I don't know that I think we'll at the most, we'll probably, if we'll go to 50 minute practices, and I don't think they're going to have two practices, especially I don't think they'll split days. I don't know, but I think the fans kind of miss a Saturday practice or a happy hour type practice. I think the storylines in the sport miss a Saturday practice and yeah. be able to create more yep. storylines, build more hype. That's what F1 does so well. It's like they have so many storylines leading to the race based on practice and qualifying. I feel like NASCAR doesn't have that as I've much been, as they used yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting when you look up their like all of the tweets around F1 just on the Saturday. Yeah. I think most of their headlines is how is Leclerc going to lose it this week? <laughs> I mean, that's what it seems like, doesn't it? Yeah. True, but Freddy it's working. Freddie got about 4 a.m. to watch that race in California. Yeah. I watched it. I was up. I woke up about 4.30. I was like, yeah, the hell right when it started. Yeah, yeah, it was, right before that. I forgot that it was on. I think I turned it on the last couple laps and then I fell back asleep for a little while before I had to leave for the track. But yeah, it was first happened one, I assume. Oh, yeah. Does he always win? Well, he just not what the, the hell was going on? I heard something like Hamilton hurt his back because his car was bouncing around or something like Porpoising. that. Porpoising. That's what That's they it. call it now. They say their cars bounce a lot more. And now they're like, <laughs> and so I, I just saw an article this morning that said Red Bull, Red Bull's like, they're just, they're telling their drivers to get out and say their backs are hurting. I don't know what really, what are they looking for? Do you know? Sympathy. No, no I mean, they, like, like, what's the goal here? Are they trying to get FIA to make an adjustment? So they're, but that you built that car. Yeah. I don't no know. No one else is complaining about it. It doesn't sound like it's an issue. You know what I mean? Like, 
you, you sh- this is your car. Yeah. I don't know. Like he got out, sat down, was like, we're oh. we our local uh, F1 resident here. Didn't watch the race, so we can't. Cons- yeah. I was too busy whitewater after. Well, Jason, Jason's demeanor has changed quite a bit since the show started. He was over here jumping around, bouncing around when <laughs> yeah. it started. Now, now he's, he's sleeping like sitting there. against the wall with his microphone. I don't know. I didn't get much sleep last night. Did I get much sleep? <laughs> it's like Ben over there. At, who's Ben? Or what? That's his name. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he screwed me up there. He's over there looking at like, how can I get this eighth inch thick, this, this goo off my screen? Cause he- hey, Door Bumper Clear fans. This is Mike Davis with Dirty Mo Media, and I want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order in your cart, so you always get the best price. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest pre-order prices, so you do not have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. And fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, die-cast, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that are not available elsewhere, like the exclusive Door Bumper Clear Justin Algar autographed die-cast that sold out in less than two weeks. Fans, RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. So whenever you need a new hat, t-shirt, die-cast, helmet, or novelty to show your support for your favorite driver, we want you to shop at RacingUSA.com, where you are always somebody special. Yeah, this is Andrew. I am the Brett Griffin Fan Club president of the Indiana chapter. Finally, yes! Way to go, Josh! Way to go! The data tells me that Bubba still sucks. Freddie, you can't see I just want to say, I'm not drunk. My great-grandma outrun him, and she's 90-8. Reaction Theater rolls in three, two, one. I got to give a What an Idiot Award to whoever's bright idea it was to put the fake finish line for qualifying in the braking zone for turn 10. Did you just think people were going to slow down like they're supposed to for turn 10 when they're going for high lap? No, they're going to go into it wide open and put themselves in the dirt and into the tire barrier like poor Hosevar. I mean, I get they all did it to themselves, but what did you think was going to happen? I mean, come on, there's a wide open turn if you just back it up 100 yards back. There's an idea for you. That was uh, very this poorly was, planned. This was in my notes for, for the show. Like, oh, yeah. This was a terrible idea. As soon idea. as I got to the top and I saw that, I'm like, I couldn't remember. That's so, not going to work. Yeah, like I saw it and I was like, yikes. And I even talked to text Bubba, like, you, so you have to plan for this. Like, yeah. on your coming to checker lap, you have to bomb it in there because everybody else is going to. And Carson just kind of overstepped it. But there's no reason why that couldn't have been moved back. I don't know, about 100 yards. That probably would have put it in the middle of the S's. It shouldn't come down to which guy is going to be brave enough to wreck his car. Yeah. It yeah. shouldn't come down to that. And it was so far, like, into the corner wasn't even close. Yeah, no, it was. Entry. It was like on entry, like just yes. like at the at the apex of the corner. So, uh, yeah, very yeah, um, bad idea. You you could literally move it back into the middle of the S's there, and, and nine or whatever the left hand, the sweeping left hander, and 
nobody's going to, they're going to hustle it through the middle, but they're pretty much wide open there anyway. So you could move it back to there. I guess it has to do with timing lines and they already had it set up there. There was a re- like I had questioned it and asked if it was possible to move it back a couple hundred yards. And I guess it was already set in stone that it needed to be right there. Simple solution to the loose wheels coming off issue and whatnot. The racing organization known as Formula One, who happens to be a worldwide company, just like Pitbull, has a solution to this problem. Step one, integrate the wheel nut into the wheel. Very easy, not difficult at all. Well, maybe. I don't know exactly how much that stuff costs. (laughs) Second, two spring-loaded retaining tabs that keep the wheel nut from coming off once they've put it on all the way, or at the very least, put it on correctly. Those two things sound very simple. Make it make sense. PJ, you clearly have an opinion on this. I just think there's a lot of really smart people in this sport, and if it was that easy, it would be... I like when he said... I don't know what that costs. <laughs> or I don't it's know a how. Lot. <laughs> uh, a spring-loaded uh, tabs that are not going to break. The springs are never going to break or anything. You know that's I, not. Like, I mean, and like next, like they've never had an issue. I remember a couple years ago. They, they and the problem is when they have issues, they're out of the race. Like they're not even like they don't have a loose wheel. They're yeah. like, oh, we crossed right of the, the the nut. It's over. Like put the car in the garage. Um, you know, I see this all the time about. You know, oh, IndyCar and, and Formula One don't have any of the issues NASCAR does. Yeah, we do about 300 more pit stops a race than they do. Yes. Like, we yes. have we have twice as many cars. We probably pit five times more than they do. Um, there's there's just more opportunity for us to have yeah. an issue. Like, and like, a lot more opportunity. Please listen to this part. It's not, this is an operator error problem. Like, we're trying to, you want track position. I want, you know, you want to come off pit road in front of them guys. So, you, you're trying to go as fast as you can, but that's what part of what makes this good is that, you know, there there's mistakes can happen, which swaps, you know, you go down pit road. It's not guaranteed where you're going to come out, but that makes it exciting. Yeah. So look, Brett said last week, put him in the control tower and everything will run smooth. Well, I'm proposing putting me in the Fox production booth because I could do a better job than these idiots. They go NASCAR nonstop, side by side, and what do they do? They show us fans in the stands. Yeah, because that's exactly what we want to watch when we go NASCAR nonstop, side by side. Fans eating their chili dogs. I like a good chili dog. I wish I knew where they were selling those at yesterday. <laughs> had some time to eat a few. I had a couple. You know, one thing that I've noticed on... You know, I don't watch a lot of the TV coverage. We don't even, we don't have to watch that much stuff. We don't have to watch a broadcast like that much anymore. We've got other access to other ways to see a race, which are more beneficial to us and more informative. But it's always like I always seem like they're zoomed in a lot. Does it seem like that? Yeah, and that does not like the sensation of speed when you're zoomed in is just. When you go to a race as a fan, do you just stare at one car with binoculars, or do you like going to the race so you can see more? Like, I like when you can see more of what's going on. Like, there was a couple times where I glanced down there and and you could kind of see the screen in front of us. And it was like the nose of the car going up the front stretch. And there's somebody like there's some action going on out there. Like, zoom out a little bit. Like, you want to see more of what's going on. My my only real complaint with 
listen, this is a hard job. Like, I don't want to, I don't think I could ever manage all these cameras and, and, and be Brett a producer. Either, and, just and, so you guys yeah. know. and no matter what Brett thinks he can do, he can't, he cannot make a pit stop in a, in a cup car right now. He, he can't cannot, even drag race one, according to Jeff. Remember? Yeah, he, he can't, can't even get in the car. He can't think. probably get in the car. It's probably a good point. Um, and, but please, can we lose the cartoons? <laughs> is this possible? I mean, these are supposed to be like the, the the biggest, baddest race car drivers in the world, and we got them on TV looking like cartoons. Like that's my only complaint right now with the coverage. I, I don't have to watch every week, um, but every time I see these stupid cartoons on TV, I'm like, what are we doing? Why well, are we making cartoon characters out of our drivers? I know this is the this was the last week for Fox, and I think we switch over to NBC. So I'm curious to see what their graphics package is. Dear God, I hope always, it's not a cartoon. They've always done a great job. So uh, if I watch the broadcast, I would have a comment. I will let you know. Look, business Teddy might be a badass, but in line of the fact we're at Sonoma, he might as well be in wine country. Good Lord, Driver Denny, what's gotten into you? Are you joining the old-timey crowd? You know, I don't like the way these new drivers drive. They're not respectful and nice. They have to learn what to do. Ah, okay, Grandpa. And that goes to all you old-timey folks. I don't care what the hell this is about. Now you're getting into Ross's Teddy's having to apologize and that's not you, Ross. Be the badass. Uh, this guy is he still talking about last week? <clears throat> I yeah. Think so, <laughs> uh, first of all, this guy ne- doesn't sound like the type of guy that ever cusses anybody that cuts him off on the highway either. Because this guy <laughs> sounds like he would completely go crazy on somebody. <laughs> let you go. Let me put you in a race car out there and let somebody. You're getting all you can get, and somebody hit you and knock you into the fence. Let's see if you just give him a thumbs up and see if you're happy with him. So, yeah. you know, these guys are racing and. It's not easy. And when things happen like that, it pisses you off. Like, I mean, we've all been cut off by somebody and got mad. Imagine getting hit by them and hitting the guardrail. I, I laughed a lot at Dale's show last week when he was talking about how Ross's apology was exactly. pretty much complete. Yeah. Is this guy going to call Dale Jr. and tell he's wrong? You know, that's leave a reaction for Dale Jr. See what's, you know what I mean? Like, That'd be great. He it, won't, he won't it is do it. interesting the criticism that he's received, and I guess criticism, but then also compliments, and how he's handled it. I would think over the last two weeks, it's his interviews have been. There's only so many crap. times. There's <laughs> only so many his times interviews have been crap. Is what they've been not telling the truth. Yeah, no, he's not telling the truth. I it's mean, the Ross. Has, Chast- I have a feeling like it has to get to him a little bit, right? It's, like it's the Ross Chastain. Don't give a f- to her. 2022. That's that. And I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with it. That's, hey. It's good. He I was kind of doing it yesterday. He almost wrecked his teammate yesterday. He spun himself out. I don't think should change anything. I mean, if you're going to be aggressive, be aggressive. That's fine. Who's the, who would you say is the best car right now weekly? I mean, it's probably Ross. He's like, got, on average, probably so. Yeah. Like, but my thing is, is like, I want to see something's going to happen eventually where it's going to cost Ross some track position or, you know, something. A car. A car. <laughs> And I want to see how he reacts. We had this earlier this year. We had another guy that was driving very aggressive, and then he got handed a little bit, and he did not handle it very well. Um, he had a temper tantrum and got grounded for the evening. Lost his <laughs> Nintendo. And, uh, <laughs> um, Him and Josh both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh lost a Switch, too. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I honestly don't – I'm glad Ross is the – we need these people. We I'm need him. We Ross. need Kyle Busch. We need, like, no matter how much you don't like him, we need these people in our sport. Even Denny. I mean, Ross is leaning on Denny. I mean, Ross is, isn't backing down, and this puts Denny in a spot, too, you know, but it's great. This is this is what we need, and this is what we watch, you know, and uh, it's exciting. Hey, what's up, guys? 
John Hunter, man, it's Brett. I appreciate you filling in for me today. Hopefully you kept Freddie and TJ straight. He didn't. And didn't let them slide any bullshit into our show. Uh, man, big spot on to Justin Marks Trackhouse Racing. Obviously, Daniel Suarez. Trackhouse has had a ton of speed. Already two wins this year with Ross. Now one with Daniel. Locks him into the playoff. Huge win. Not a lot of guys get a chance to come back and, and, and run for good race teams after not winning at places like Joe Gibbs Racing and Stuart Haas Racing. So, obviously, Justin and his management group there knew what they were doing, bringing Daniel on board and getting that win at a place that's not easy to win at all. Uh, my what an idiot before I leave. My son, Bodie, nine years old, jumps off the back of a moving golf cart on Saturday night, breaks his wrist right before the biggest baseball tournament of the year down here in Charleston. So, man, I'm going to South Carolina anyway. Love you guys. See ya. Did we not have any calls that we couldn't have blocked that idiot out? Oh, I'm sorry. He was the, one of the better ones. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> oh, I got to spend like the next nine days with him. I'm just going to be miserable. He just couldn't like get let a show go by without him calling in. <laughs> I'm glad John Hunter was here to keep us from talking about anything that we shouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, that was really... Thanks for stepping up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little tune that I like to call the Freddie Kraft song. <laughs> oh, well, Jesus. he was roaming along down the streets of St. Louis. Oh, God. <laughs> he just got up from dinner where he had a nice meal to eat. A beautiful evening, everything looking fine. But then a woman came up and offered 69. <laughs> And she cried, Freddy, are you ready? <laughs> I got a gift for you, cause Bubba Wallace can never pull through. <laughs> I'll be back next week with a Brett Griffin song. <laughs> There's only one inaccurate statement in that <laughs> entire song, and it was it was not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe should have been more clear about that last week. Um, but, yeah. Or you probably should not have even done the words. Um, that changes I'm everything. So <laughs> Honestly, that changes my whole perspective of the entire incident. I don't. I mean, hey, whatever. People are friendly. Well, we found people Freddy's, sure are friendly out here. We found Freddie's walk on song for Bristol. Uh, yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones each week on the show. Offer pad, question of the week. What was the process like when you bought your first home? TJ. Uh, my first home. Uh, seamless. I didn't do anything but go to the closing and sign a few papers. Of course. Got the easy way out. Freddie. Uh, so the process was um, we started looking at houses. This is four or five years ago. I'm actually living in the first home that I've purchased. Um, uh, we were looking at houses and we kind of had a budget and all the houses we were looking at, there was, you know, Oh, they were 25 years old, so eventually they were going to need a roof soon or uh, maintenance. There was something that was, we didn't like the kitchen in one, he didn't like the bathroom in one, whatever. And um, Boston Reed took us to somewhere where we, he said, hey, you can build a new one right here. Like the same, same, uh, 
Yeah. Same same deal. Um, so same price range, and we and Megan got to pick everything out. I helped a little bit, um, but you know that was our process of. Do we really want to buy a house that's 25 years old or we want to build something of our own? So we ended up building something of our own. Yeah, mine was, other than that, we did go look at some houses and I don't know, you just look until you find something you like, really. You want something that fits you and, um, you know, that's kind of the, the, like, it's overwhelming at times because you're not really sure, you know, you go, you like Freddie said, you like certain things about one, then you wish you could take them and I'll put them together. But when you build, you kind of get what you want. You know, the only thing when you build most of the time nowadays is your lots about the size of this room (laughs) and uh, (laughs) that's about it. So, you know, my first home was nice. I had an in-ground pool in the backyard, uh, privacy fans. It was pretty awesome. So it was uh, overwhelming at times, but actually a lot of fun. Solid. Well, you know what to do. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. for us to get into our favorite Xfinity XFi more than fast moments from the week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So what were your favorite more than fast moments this week? TJ. I got to give mine to to the RFK guys. They were fast all weekend, you know, to come out there and Chris being off a week to come out there and be strong. I mean, I'm not sure he ever left the top four the entire race. So that's a really strong run. Brad didn't qualify that well, but we started 21st. We got up we got up inside the uh, top five. We were actually fourth. Um, Chase passing, getting ready to pass McDowell for third. And then uh, we were stretching our strategy a couple, few extra laps than everyone else to have. If something, you know, if we did get a caution later, uh, it would give us fresh tires compared to them and we should be right around them. We weren't going to lose any track time really everybody was spread out so far but that's when the wheel came off the five and we were the last one to pit so we restarted in the 20s again and brad got all the way back up to 10th on that last run which is pretty impressive to do so i'm gonna give it to the rfk group uh i think you know first guy you gotta mention is daniel suarez for my xfinity x5 more than fast moment they just perfect ending of the race for him didn't make a mistake closed it out well but really 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 good run by michael mcdowell uh, not only because I won DBC picks with him, but uh, that I mean, that was probably I, I would want to say that's like the best race he's ever run in his career. Like he was in the top. This wasn't like he cycled to the lead and then held on or cycled into the top five. Like you see sometimes these road courses. I think he ran top five to seven all day long. He qualified up there. He ran up there all day long. So uh, he was in contention of, you know, a couple mistakes or a restart away from maybe getting a win. But a uh, really good job by Michael yesterday. Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. One thing um, that I want to discuss real quick is we've talked about it before is the reason why you don't see as much changing here with the top group is because of the stages. And I don't know if there's a way to fix it, but when you have the stages, everybody's on the same strategy pretty much. And yesterday you didn't have tires. 
We, there, that was. Yeah. I feel like there was no tires. So we had five sets of tires total. You start the race on one. Ran 25. You had four sets of stickers, and then you had a scuff set laying there if you needed them. But it was just essentially. That's basically one extra set. It, so are you saying like how the stages end is what? Well, everyone, you know when the co- with, yeah, you know when the yellows are you're coming. You're pitting with three to go in the stage. The only guys that aren't going to pit are probably the guys that are back half of the top 10 or in the teens. They're going to go ahead and get a stage win and then go back there in the soup again. And they're going to do the same thing at the end of the next stage. And once you start stage three, or once you start stage three, everyone's essentially on the same strategy from there. Yeah, I mean, you saw that a lot. Like, the, you know, we used to talk about running the race backwards in in the days of and you when know, you would and, get the caution. And when you, it would all be about when you caught the you know caution. But you know, now you know the caution's coming, so it just makes it easier. We've talked about this, and I'd still love to see them not throw yellows at stages, at least on the road courses. Like, just award stage points. The stage ends at lap twenty five. You know what the running order is, a lap yeah, 25. It still leaves just, a question. And, and yeah, like you don't know the yellow's coming. So you can't, like we talked about it yesterday, we had our entire race pretty much yeah. mapped out before we went. Obviously, we only ran 10 laps, but like we were going to be. That's we what were, I'm saying. We Everyone were planning does. on being about 15th to 20th. We're going to stay out, get three or four stage points because everybody in front of us and is going to pay. Then be 15th to 20th again. Then be 15th to 20th again, then do the same thing the next stage and then see what we have. So know. yeah, it looks good that. You know, Chase Elliott led, then someone else snuck up there and got a stage win. But as soon as we go back green, he's leading again. Yeah. So, uh, and you're not, you're kind of taking away his reward and you're not changing anything with the running order just for that stage. And then that guy is going to go back like Logano won. Where do you, he ended up like 17th, 18th or something total. Yeah, I don't know where he finished. Yeah, he was back in the high teens, but he got a stage win. But as soon as the, as soon as the stage entity pitted and he went right back to where he was. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, I wish we could find a way, maybe, maybe something like that at road courses, stage ends. Under just, green. just keep racing. Yeah. Just we, we keep you get points, but you, yeah. you, we keep going. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, towards the end when I think AJ wrecked and like, you couldn't tell oh. if he would have already <laughs> like on the broadcast, they were talking about, okay, well, could there, could this be the we caution? We were probably three, four seconds or five seconds from getting them calling the yellow because he sat in that tire barrier just long enough that I feel like if it was any longer, they were going to throw the yellow. I watched it happen. He dropped it. a wheel off in the dirt with the left side, and it looked like he just said, I'm just going to drive through it, and he drove through it straight across the racetrack. <laughs> into the. I've never seen anybody cross the racetrack right there that fast. He looked like he was running the carousel. Interesting. What an idiot. Time for what an idiot. Ready? Um, so I had a lot this week, obviously. <laughs> you have a lot you had some time to think. <laughs> I had a lot, yeah. Um, but I have to give it to these idiots at Bowman Gray. Like you, like <laughs> Man, I mean, I was what that were dude. they doing? Like, Jimmy, fly, snooker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not only that, but you know, first of all, you're running a chain race at Bowman Gray, which I don't know if you know what that is, but the first car is the motor. Essentially, they're chained together. It's two cars chained together. Motor first car is the motor, and the second and turn. Second car is the brake. Um, and and they, you know you run around there tied together and whoever runs ten laps first I guess wins the race or whatever. But now we're having a WWE style oh, yeah. brawl in turn one and two with cars coming like this is under green yeah. essentially like they these guys and then the field you see in the background oh these guys are still racing <laughs> yeah like, like they, what are you doing like these guys are on the roofs of their cars body slamming each other and and suplexing off the damn top rope here and 
and there's cars coming. They, they're very lucky that somebody wasn't more injured than they, than they probably were. I'm sure. I mean, guys were getting thrown off of cars, so I'm sure they're not feeling great today. But I mean, this is unnecessary. I'm they're sure, all over the internet. I mean, they're probably feeling oh, good. Yeah, they today. feel great. Uh, but I mean, just look like it. I mean, Bowman Gray has. Bowman Gray, in my opinion, I love it. I wish we could have went. The schedule didn't allow it this year. I love to go once a year, but it's not really racing. It's more of an entertainment, and it's more of a show, and I guess if you're going for that, that's that's what they got Saturday night with that deal. Yeah, there's a lot. Freddie's right. There's a lot of um, a lot of uh, candidates that you could give it to. Bowman Gray was going to be my number one. Um, I got to be careful I give it to. Last week, I gave it to Chip, and I I got a text. Um, Chip who? Chip Weil. Oh, you got <laughs> um, So, mm, I mean, that Bowman Gray was my one. I should have went first. Should have went first. You got another one? I was going to say whoever put the star finish line where it was. Yeah. You have a, you uh, have I mean, a list. That, I got a list, yeah. That Keep star going. finish line is ridiculous, though. <laughs> like, you, like, it's ridiculous. And I'm going to, you know what I probably could give it to is the, the guys in here because it's starting to get about 100 degrees in here. <laughs> Freddie's starting to beat up. The, uh, how about the hard stop at 150? Would you spot in the ARCA race? Uh, no. So they just announced, which I guess is a, not a bad way to do it. I was watching it, it. But they just said, like, no matter what's going on, this race is over at 115. So it's like, oh, okay. what time was that at? I don't know what time they did it. No, I don't know. I because I wasn't I wasn't spotting. So uh, Coleman and them like the thing was it ran so damn long. It was going to run in the cup practice. So a lot of the cup spotters were down in the you know drag strip or the media center down at turn eleven, like helping other cup spotters spot the race. And it's getting down. We have cup practice at one thirty, and it's and we're getting into. Okay, uh, it's one o'clock. We still got twenty to go. <laughs> like <laughs> this is not going well. Like the timing's not going to work out. I think Coleman and Jason Jarrett, my teammate, they just they put a hard stop at one o five. They're like, at one o five, I'm heading back to the roof, like or to, to our spotter stand, and and they left right at one at one o five. But that's when that one wreck was. I'll tell you who you can give an idiot to. I just thought it's the guy the, in the Arca race, <laughs> the guy that dove three wide into the last corner, and then no, yeah, but the one that turned back into traffic as traffic oh, was coming. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> that, um, the guy, the, I think he was how the 91, he was off in the dirt off of turn 10 on the left, just stays in it and dives all the way to the right of two cars into turn 11. Like I can tell you right now that that's going to be a wreck before you get there. That's going to be a wreck. Uh, that, that's not a good. And then I think they just called the race cause they didn't want to give him a chance to wreck the other guy <laughs> leading. Cause he probably would have. Yeah. Um, Damn, well, I was just thinking of something else. The, the other one was in that race also, the Rod Nealon. Rod. Uh, Rod. Rod, R-O-D, yeah, Rod. Double D. Yeah, he got out wanted to fight the kid that was just trying to pass the idiot trying to wreck each other. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy that he wrecked, the guy that he ended up stopped with well, did first nothing of all, wrong. <laughs> Rod tries to use up this other car out of turn seven, and I think well, it was the, um, what was her name? I don't remember her name. She, he like throttles up and tries to run her off on the left and doesn't succeed in it, and she doesn't like it, so she chases him down, and she's handling business, and the guy, they're like kind of messing around with each other, and uh, Sebastian Arias is coming around on the left just trying to pass them both, and as he, the rod's getting turned, Sebastian hits him. What's he supposed to do? Yeah, like he got turned in front of him. It wasn't, he didn't know that that guy was going to get turned. And then just to be so unaware that you have no idea who wrecked you, you get out and start screaming at the poor guy you just yeah. wrecked. Oh, he drops the internet <laughs> and he's got his hands out the window. Um, another thing. So, there is, uh, 
you're just gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah, we how, about, how about like how about the, how about Busher coming back and feeling froggy this weekend? So Brad texts me. He's like, "We're gonna do a track walk early on on Saturday morning." So I ride in with Brad like super early, and we get there. And Herm Herm isn't a morning guy. No, until um, he gets his coffee. But uh, we get there. And it starts, it's like 45 minutes till we start truck stuff. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to go out there and do this. I got to get ready to go to the top. So I actually, and I got all my stuff with me. Um, so I get a ride up and then they, uh, <laughs> Chris does an interview and says, oh yeah, we did a track while this morning. The uh, spotters were going to go, but I guess it was too early for him or something like that. <laughs> so, but it was funny. That that's, that's accurate. <laughs> I was there for it. Herm, I don't know if Herm, Herm's not a more, I wouldn't want to have been on a track walk with Herm at that point. I'm really trying to get Derek Neal to change his name to Rod now with, with two Ds. That's, that's kind of. What if he just starts marking his spots with Rod? Rod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy was uh, an idiot. A little, yeah. Why, like, you can call him an idiot. It's okay. He was an idiot. Done. Well, there's a novel. <laughs> you got an idiots, Casey? I have a few. Oh, you got. Let's call. Let you call an idiot this week. Brett's missing. We need somebody else to call somebody an idiot. Uh, Jason, you got any idiot you want to call? No, everyone's great. Oh. <laughs> everyone's great. Whoever pulled a gun on Chad? What? While leaving the track one night? This you're week? an idiot. Uh, I don't remember. It was this. They all run together. It was one of the one one of the races. He was leaving the track. The guy was leaving the track too. So I don't know if he just didn't like like the team or what, but they were leaving. Chad might've been driving like an idiot. I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> so, but Ninja yeah, on the highway, just decided to pull the gun, like neck, pull up next to Chad, pull the gun. And naturally Chad like braked when Brayden, Brayden, astronaut Brayden said, uh, <laughs> gun. Yeah. He wants to be an astronaut and he grows up. He's um, already an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> gun. And naturally everybody look over and there's a gun right there. So wherever Did he, actually he was, aim it at him. Yes. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna skip midget racing for a while. Yeah. I, went, I went for a Good week Lord. last year. I think I'm gonna. I thought that I was done worrying about Chad when he stopped racing. Well, he says he stopped racing for a little bit. He's but a, apparently coming back, and he's a small target. They probably won't hit him. And yeah, well, now I have to worry about him either driving like an idiot or getting gun. He gun never drives. Did he cut a guy off or something? I don't know. No, Chad would never. Do never that ever thing. ever. All right, time for DBC picks. Freddie, congratulations with. Your pick for Michael McDowell, he had a solid race. Brett is still leading, though, with five wins. Jason and Freddie are tied for second with four. And then TJ and myself have two. We are making picks for Nashville. Jason? Eric Almarola. Good pick. Oh, I can't decide between two. Yeah, I ten races left, don't forget. I was going to so look at your drivers. I know <clears throat> dad. I dad. will go with <laughs> Daniel Suarez. Cause I think he can have some momentum yeah. after this win. A lot of people win back to back. Brett's winning Chris or Brett's picking Christopher Bell. <laughs> Brett's winning Christopher Bell. You just said like win back to back. And so that word popped in my <laughs> head apparently. TJ. Oh man. I am really feeling like, um, do I, oh, man. I'll go with Kurt. Kurt? Yeah. Ready. Hold on. I'm geeking out right now because Ed Reed's tweeting about me. Um, the safety, Ed Reed. 
Why? <laughs> Something with Bernard. I don't know what's going you on. Wanna, it's it's uh, blowing uh, up right uh, now. You want to let him hit you across uh, the middle still? No. Why? Oh, I know what they're tweeting about. Bernard's wearing a couch racer shirt. Okay. Um, I was not paying attention. Uh, I'm going to take... Joey Logano. Nice. Well, we have an off week next week, but I think we're all heading to Nashville. So if you're at the track, be sure to say hi. I'm staying downtown. So am I. Any fun plans? Any, anywhere that you guys, he, uh, people can meet you? Uh, I don't know. I got to see where my buddy Chris Schrader's playing. Well, he's in town. We usually go see him. Uh, he's usually Legends Corner. Uh, then we can't give away the rest of the fun places because then they'll be overrun with all the amazing fans that we have uh i seen a couple people at ernie's tin bar the other night when i stopped in there seen a couple fans in the uh, garage on sunday so it was nice to run into some people but uh yeah i don't know i'm ready to get to the beach and kick back for about 10 days and not do a damn thing like usual although it will be with brett so he'll be probably trying to slave drive us to do some work but TJ, do you have plans on the boat or no, racing? Uh, oh, oh, why do you gotta, funny i mean damn kick the man right when he's down i had to Sorry. Not sorry. But yeah, plans. I mean, uh, no, I'm just going to, I think I'm going to drive and see my parents in Pennsylvania for a few days. I don't get up there during the summer at all, really. It's either do that or go to the beach and get burnt. So uh, I think we're going to go up there and see my family. Nice. Thought about going to Lernerville Speedway on Friday night. Jason, more uh, sprint car racing. Yeah, I'll be probably racing. What are you running at this week, you know? Um, Tyler Reddick is running at... Uh, <laughs> I don't know where he's running. <laughs> well, so we got we to gotta keep an eye out for some packages. Maybe they might be coming to my house. I got to check. But I think that we're getting some uh, some Jason Schultz swag, I think. <laughs> I got to look at... I got to gotcha. reach back out to that guy and see where he's <laughs> that at. That is amazing. <laughs> Tyler may be racing. I'll be at Millbridge most of the week. So I'm sure Tyler will be there if you guys... If you want to stand in for him. Yeah. I, uh, poor Tyler. So he, I, I don't know if I told this story on here to look up weeks ago. But we were at Millbridge for the big midget yeah. race and uh ran into tyler and his son Bo, and it was busy there was a lot of people there and uh tyler this they started running a heat race so we're having a conversation Bo's running around doing something and tyler was like hey Bo, they're racing so he picks Bo up and puts him on his shoulders and i was like well what did that do for him <laughs> like now he's as tall as i am <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's rude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love Tyler. Oh man, it's fun. We need to have him on hey, the this show. Poor, I mean, you talk, I know we're having a bad year, like luck wise and stuff. Yeah. What happened to him yesterday? Like he was running top 10, I thought. And then I looked, he was on pit road and I yeah, don't remember. He had some sort of gotten something to something. Broke. You know, there wasn't as many, um, any, as many wrecks as I thought there would be. So what do you think? Do you think that's the car? Do you think that's just the drivers now? I'll tell you what I think a lot of it was, was, Whatever they did over there in turn four, I felt like made that corner a lot. I don't want to say easier because it's not easy, but there, it wasn't it wasn't as challenging as it was in the past where it almost took that turn four. You could carry so much speed into four now that it took that passing zone away a little bit where your really only passing zones were seven and 11. Well, they took the curb out on exit, which yeah. the curb would upset the cars if you didn't hit it right. Yeah. And now they're just driving straight just over just drive straight over. Like, it's like yeah. we just do a GoPro. You yeah, know, like in turn one, that, you just yeah. cut through. Instead just of going through, through that, that little deal. S, you just go straight yeah, through it. Yeah, there's no, there's no um, penalty for, for yeah, risk. Missing. You know what I mean? It's just hammered down another corner. When you had that curb there, 
some guys didn't like to go over other guys you know jumped it yeah and you, and i think that would that would usually produce a wreck over there a lot of times you see guys spun out in that little runoff or getting well, that fence lot, off the floor it, it created guys having to lift which gave other guys runs at times which created more passing in the seven i, I mean turn seven still had plenty of passing oh, but yeah. i felt like it had some more what happened with kyle over there kyle bush yeah didn't somebody go dirt like i, I saw no somebody cutting i was drunk probably they cut from seven to like I don't know, like just eight or straight, something. They cut straight. right across. Yeah, they got like run off over there, or spun out. They just kept digging like Dukes of Hazard that. through the dirt. Didn't see it. Yeah. I well, was probably filling my cup. All right. Well, enjoy the off week and cannot wait. Where are you going? You doing anything? Oh, you said Millbridge? Millbridge. Yeah. I guess you're not really off this. Are you off? I mean. No, I have to work and I go to Philly tomorrow. I got another idiot. Oh, God. Brandon Jones got two off weekends. And he goes and runs a damn Iowa Arca race and 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 wins. I mean, great, I agree, he won. But why the hell are you going to run Arca on your off week? What uh, run Millbridge. Go get some I time. I really and- can't talk because look at all the other drivers and look at chat on the off week. <laughs> uh, don't forget, we will be on Mav TV, seven p.m. Eastern this Thursday. Be sure to tweet, like, share, comment, send us pictures on screen. We're on, we must be on there a lot. Like I don't, I've not caught up with like the the rerun broadcast, but like I feel like I get a picture of us on TV from our friends. Yeah, at least two or three times a week. Of they're all different times. One's day lunchtime, yeah, someday. Yeah. Like I guess we're leading into the marker races, which that'll be the most entertaining thing you watch in that three hour. Well, they should just, after what you've said should, the last few weeks about the Arca races. You know what they should do? Just do a separate Arca broadcast and just let us sit in the booth and and like call sit it. there on the couch and call it. <laughs> I seen uh, Seth. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this last name. It's uh, Egert or Egert. Um, Egert. It's Egert. I think it's Egert. Uh, uh, he's local. Uh, he says on about like his dad. He was watching the 24 Hours of Le Mans, and he was flipping back and forth between that and the Arca race. And he said, my dad got confused and didn't know which one was which. I said, I can understand how that happens because both races seemingly lasted 24 hours, and the racing usually sucks. So <laughs> I understand how that can happen. Oh. Yeah, we should live. We should uh, do like a Do how we did with the I races. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that, like a that pay-per-view would, race. That would go over so well. Uh, well, have a great week, everyone. Thank you all for listening and watching. See you in Nashville. Yeah, enjoy the off week. I'm sorry we're not going to record next week. No chance. Yeah, I mean, we can. It'd probably be the most entertaining episode I'm willing to go to the beach, so. (laughs) Well, tell Chad to take you. We all know you like... Jason, where are you going for the off week? You doing anything fun this week? Mm, No. No, good. You can good tweet job. at Chad and tell him to well, take me I on mean, vacation. I'm not going anywhere I, with Chad. The guy's going to get shot. Yeah, that. I mean, if I'm Chad, I'm taking you and turning that music on and getting you dancing again. I mean. <laughs> and I have mean, a great week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Case, hey, Casey looked like that dude selling cars with her. <laughs> <laughs> have a good week. Word. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.